So welcome to the uh, Unsigned 518 Halloween special. I'm sitting here in the Dazzle Den with Nick Kosser of Gozer. How's it going, man? It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming out. And uh, like I was saying before we got rolling, I don't really know how this episode is going to go. I haven't really planned it. I know it's going to be different in that this is a supplemental episode, a Halloween episode. There will be a normal episode that runs... Uh, at the same time or whatever, but so this isn't necessarily a hey, let's talk about your band uh, episode. This is more like a hey, it's Halloween, and my buddy Nick Kosser is a big horror fan, and so am I. So let's have him come over and let's talk <laughs> a bunch of spooky shit while having a couple beers. So um, as we got rolling, I was asking you um, about the movie Sleepaway Camp, mm-hmm. and you know you you were saying yes, you've seen it. You know, obviously, anyone who likes horror has seen it. It's very schlocky. Uh, <laughs> early 80s, Friday the 13th ripoff. Uh, but I've seen it, I don't know, 40 times, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but um, you were, I was like, do you know where it was filmed? And you were like, you know, some some camp somewhere, which you are, are correct. And you were like, Jersey, maybe? And that is where... Um, Friday the 13th part one right. was filmed which we can get into because I've toured the uh, the camp and have a bunch of uh, souvenirs including some actual lake water that I filled myself from Camp Crystal Lake from the uh, right in the spot where uh, Mrs. Voorhees got her fucking head chopped off. That's so, sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's sick. It's pretty badass. We can get it. We can get into that later. But uh, so um, I won't leave you in suspense any longer. Sleepaway Camp was filmed in Argyle, New York, which, from where we're sitting right now in the Dazzle Den, we could be on the beach where Sleepaway Camp was filmed in about fourteen minutes, maybe a little bit less, if we got in the car right now. We'd be there in a matter of minutes. It's that close. All right, my mind's blowing right now. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's sick. Um, and it's I'll, I'll blow your mind even farther. So a friend of some friends, basically an acquaintance of mine, now owns that property. And I don't know, it's probably twenty twenty because it was like no, maybe twenty twenty one because it was like just when like COVID was like starting to starting to lighten up where like you could congregate again uh but he showed sleepaway camp on a projector on we were standing like on the tennis courts that are like prominent in the movie standing on the tennis courts drinking beers having barbecue and watching sleepaway camp where you could see you could look around and see almost every place where the movie was filmed like it's all right there that is so dope that is very close so it's like almost that's in the same league as like watching jaws in martha's vineyard you know like in in the water with the tubes around you know and so uh the other thing that you probably don't know but in the beginning of sleepaway camp you know like the crazy aunt like uh, oh yeah it's like the you know the two kids or whatever there's the wacky aunt who like almost looks like she's like acting in like a 1930s like you know she's very dramatic about everything (laughs) do you want some potato chips and like um that lady's house is in south glens falls and that's where those scenes were uh filmed and you'll notice in the uh i can't remember if it says argyle or fort edward it might say fort edward but the ambulance, like in the scene where the cook 
like you know gets pushed boiled in, yeah right, gets right. boiled alive or whatever when the ambulance comes it says i can't remember if it's fort edward or argyle but it says one of those you know fort edward ambulance or argyle ambulance on the side that's so dope i have i have now like i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch that movie tonight yeah like i'm gonna that's awesome yeah and i mean it's like i said really super super close and the cabins are not there anymore um tennis courts are still there like the beach all looks the same the cabins just aren't there like but uh yeah pretty 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 cool so do they have uh like the same thing as the friday the 13th location like do they kind of sell merch and like you know is that is that no no it's just like from what i what i understood you know and i've only been to the property twice um i went once like with a friend and the guy who owns it and he like showed us around and then i went once to watch it there but i get i saw somewhere and i don't you know maybe i'm Maybe I'm crazy or whatever, but I thought I remembered seeing something about tickets to something like this year. So, I mean, maybe maybe he, you know, because, mod- I mean, when yeah. you think about it, like, who wouldn't want to do that? Like, right. You right. know, yeah. and the way it's set up is it's already a summer camp, like the property. And, you know, he, it's not like he like lives on the property. It's a big summer camp property, but it's got a nice parking lot, and, like all this wide open space. Like, That's so cool. You can make a lot of money just just all October, like every Friday and Saturday, you know, come see Sleepaway Camp where it was filmed. Going back to that one scene you mentioned where the guy gets boiled, um, yeah. that is legit one of my worst fears to happen at home. Like, even, even before I had my daughter, um, anytime my wife and I were, like, boiling pasta, like, I'm in charge <laughs> of transferring the hot boiling water to the strainer in the colander, right. and I'm like... It's ridiculous, man. If anybody was a third person, they were fly on the wall looking at them like, dude, come on. You know, I'm like, all right, back up. Ready? Ready? Here it comes. Okay, back away. The thing I always loved about that scene is that it's the biggest stock pot that has ever existed (laughs) in the history of man. No one needs that much water to boil. Come on. I'm like, that's like a 70-gallon stock pot. (laughs) You know, how are you supposed to lift it? Like, four grown men could lift (laughs) that thing filled with water. But, you know, yeah. they needed it to be that big or else a, a full-grown man is not going to fit inside of it. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, so that was filmed, like I said, literally right around the corner from here. Um, so the other one that, that I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, and then we can kind of veer off, like, because I have no other real plans. <laughs> uh, but do you remember Ghost Story? Early 80s, it was like... Uh, Fred Astaire, John Houseman, um, you know, all these like aging, uh, like Hollywood stars, or whatever. But that whole thing was filmed in Saratoga. Oh, and, that's cool. And like North Broadway, like those like kind of mansions on North Broadway, that was where, you know, like two of like the main characters lived, like on these houses. And they, they filmed most of it right in Saratoga, even though the town in the. Uh, movie and the book is fictional it was all like in saratoga but it's kind of funny because in the book they mention saratoga springs and it's not the town that it takes place in but it is the town like one of the characters goes to saratoga springs for something and then like comes back but that's that's where they filmed it. I, like you're making me feel like like am I am I a horror fan? Like for not knowing that, you know what I mean? Right? I'm thinking like the first <laughs> I gotta go. Like, well, Whoa. no, in you know, in your defense, when I found out about the sleepaway and the sleepaway camp, you know, because I'm 
old, you know, I'm a dozen years <laughs> stop, a dozen stop, stop. years older than you. So like, you don't look it, man. You don't look it. <laughs> I don't feel it either. No, I do. So <laughs> when I was younger, like Sleepaway Camp, you know, came out when I was like ten, and I got into horror movies when I was like twelve. So like Sleepaway Camp was a relatively new movie and i just liked it because it was schlocky and like the end yeah. you know was very shocking at oh, the man. time and like um i i had no idea until three years ago when we were that was the first time i went to it and i found out about it on one day and was there the next day like i was like wait what and they're like, right, oh, yeah, right. you know it was filmed <laughs> right over here and my friend so-and-so like he he owns it and like we're going now. I think now. we could, you know, and like he sent him a text. It was like, is it cool if we just like, you know, pop by tomorrow or whatever? And like we went and I was like, holy, holy shit. Right, like, right, right. And like when I looked at it on the on Google from my from my house, I think it's like nine miles or something like that. But it was like 14 minutes drive. And and then I'm at like the, the where one of my favorite horror movies was filmed. So dope, man. So That's dope. Awesome. Um. But yeah, even though it has nothing to do with the five one eight, um, I know you you're just, you would just be interested to hear, and other people may as well, or maybe not. But again, this is a supplemental episode, so we can do whatever we want. Um, I went with a buddy of mine uh, down to Friday, the, where the original Friday right, the Thirteenth right. was filmed, and that's like a Boy Scout camp that is active and has been active since like the early 1900s it's like 1918 or something like that or 1922 i think it was but it's been active every year like it's never shut down so even when the original was filmed they had to film it after camp was done so you'll notice in friday the 13th especially in the scene where um jason comes out spoilers where jason <laughs> jumps out of the out of the out of the water and you know pulls yeah pulls alice into the into the water or whatever you'll notice the foliage in the background the couple different colors it's in like full (laughs) peak fucking foliage and it's supposed to be you know like early june right right yeah gotcha continuity error i'm surprised the department to pick up on that (laughs) (laughs) but they they couldn't do they couldn't do anything about it because you know it's an active boy scout camp but they now currently and i guess it's only in the last couple years that they've done it they do it uh, several weekends, I believe, starting in like September, like all the way through Halloween weekend, where you know, I mean, the tickets aren't like cheap, but but you know, if you're a huge fan, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I think it was like 180 bucks or something like that for a for a ticket. But the tour is like a five or six hour, like you're just there, and you have like a tour guide, but like they don't super interfere with. You know, like they kind of tell you what's going on, like where, you know, all right, this is where this happened. And like they've got posters showing you scenes from the movie. Right, right. Right against the like location. But for the most part, they're like, you know, this is a working camp. Like, what are you going to hurt? Like, yeah, yeah. And like they would be like, go check shit out and just let you like go around and like, so like the archery range. From right. like the first one, you know, right. like you're this just is like the bed that Kevin Bacon had an arrow shoved through his throat. You know, I like have stuff. I have a picture, and I'll show you like of it. But I have a picture of me, and it's probably not the same actual bed. But I have a picture right. of me sitting on that bed with, and there's a poster showing, yeah, you know, this him is with the arrow, <laughs> and like yeah, that whole thing. You can walk around all, and everything looks 
exactly the same because nothing cool. nothing was dressed up for the movie pretty much um, right right other than i think there was uh, the one when, where crazy ralph comes out of the you know how he rides his bike out there and he like comes yeah. out of the pantry okay like, yeah that pantry yeah. isn't actually a pantry mm-hmm. they just like made a false wall and a door and then like made it look like it was a pantry but other than that it's all the same. So. Yeah, I've been meaning to get down there. I gotta check that. I want to check that out, and then the Amityville Horror House is on the bucket list for sure. Oh, uh, can I? T- I actually have an Amityville Go. Horror House. Go for it, story. man. Let's, yeah, let's hear so, it. So, uh, let me set the scene. The year, the year was <laughs> 1992. No, it was like 1992. So, like, I'm like 19 years old, and me and a couple of buddies had. Uh, met these girls who were from Long Island and like this you know back in the day like before you know I'm sounding super old now like there was no like cell phones or like you know Facebook or any of that shit so like yeah yeah so we like kept in touch via via phone and we were going to go down and see them for the weekend or for a day or whatever and they lived in Amityville or Amity or whatever so when we got down there, we had to use a pay phone because, you know, how else do you <laughs> let yeah, them right, know right. that, like, you're, you're there? So, like, we pull into, like, this, like, kind of, like, little strip mall on, like, the corner of the street or whatever. And we use a pay phone and we call and, like, they answer and we're like, hey, like, you know, we're we're here at, like, you know, so-and-so. It was, like, Roses or something like that. And uh, they're like, all right, you know, we'll we'll be right there. So it was close enough where they just walked down. So... We parked our car like on on like the street. We're walking down to their house, and you know we're like, "Hey, you know, uh, where is the the uh, the Amityville right, right, right. Amityville Horror House?" <laughs> like, you know, it was like the first question we asked. And as right, right. we said that, she was literally like, "It's right there," and we were walking past it. And I just like look over, and there it is. Like the you know, it looks different, but like the same ish, yeah, or yeah. whatever. It was actually bigger than I thought, and I didn't realize how it was right on the water like that. But anyway, so come to find out, like I guess the, you know, and I, I don't know how, how I feel about all the, the ghost shit or like the hearing sure, voices, sure. but like the truth of the matter for those that don't know is that Ron DeFeo mm-hmm. murdered his fucking family. Right. right. <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That like happened, yeah. that happened like that's not like a ooh ghost story like and he was drinking at this bar and like came home and or no wait was he drinking at the bar or no that was where he ran to yeah that was where he ran to so he shot them and then ran to this bar and like busted in the bar and was like you know you gotta help me my my family's dead so like a bunch of dudes from the bar some of them got in a car and some of them ran down on foot and they went and, like, you know, found all the... Mer- but that bar was where we called them from. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> we were just like, ah, so spooky. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's my, my Amityville Horror story. So um, we are going to, like I said, I don't really have, like, a huge plan. But one thing that I did want to do, and you brought it along, is, um, you know, and I've played when Gozer was on the show, we played my design, but you brought all the notes on how many horror movie references are in the song. And there are several that I didn't even know. Some of them, you know, I, I clearly got like the deadites, you know, right, right. I get that. You know, I know <laughs> yeah. that. Um, so I would like to 
go over like uh, basically the horror references in my design, and then we'll play it. But I think before we do that, I want to uh, play. I put out on on the Instagram. I was like, you know, send me some spooky five one eight tunes or whatever, and I'll, I'll put them on the show. So I want to get a, a song on from the Jagaloons. Not sure if you're familiar with Jagaloons. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is a creature from the Jagaloon Lagoon, and then we'll be right back to talk some more with Nick Cosser of Gozer. <laughs> Creature from the Jagaloon Lagoon, uh, from the Jagaloons. And I'm here with Nick Kosser, and we were talking, um, you know, obviously some horror stuff. This is an episode that I, I honestly don't even, I, you know, I just want to talk spooky shit because it's Halloween. I've been doing the podcast for not quite two years, like a year and a half. So I'm like, you know what, I want to I have some fun with it. And we're, <laughs> we're here in the Dazzle Den, which has clearly uh, got some, some horror horror-based things. I've got my Texas Chainsaw light spinning right there. I've got my 
Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger figures and old VHS tapes of horror movies and uh, my my masks, my Trick or Treat Studios Leatherface and Michael Myers stuff. So I, I and you know it's funny because like. I'm not one of those dudes, and I don't know if you're the same way, but I don't like horror everything, you know? Right, right. Like, I like the 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, like we were saying before, I like it to be fun. Like, there's some movies like, you know, and maybe I'll get some, some heat for this, but like movies like Hostel, to me, like, that's not fun. Like, right. It's just like, it's like, that's like a dude getting his fingernails ripped out and like his get things cut off and yeah and like that's like, that's the shtick right yeah, like they're, they're purposely designed to make people yeah. skin crawl and like 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 what kind of the saw franchise turned into a little bit you it's know? Ex- you know and it's funny because i signed off on this or i bowed out of saw like 20 minutes into saw 2 okay like, <laughs> and like i can I, i'm okay with gore and like yeah. gross shit but like saw one was fun in the payoff Oh, that twist, dude. Yeah. That, that, that twist. So, like, even if it was, like, uncomfortable during and, like, that payoff at the end. And I remember when I watched it, I was um, by myself at, like, you know, one thirty in the morning. I just worked, like, a bar shift, and I, and I watched it. And that end scene, I yeah. literally, like, gave, like, three or four claps on right, my couch right. <laughs> before I realized, like, oh, my, they, they can't hear me. I'm like, I'm clapping. Yeah, it was so yeah. good, and it was, like, that payoff. But the beginning of Saw 2, like, and I don't even remember, remember what it was at this point, but I, I just remember feeling if this is how this scene ends, yeah, I'm out. Right, right. And then it was just like, I'm out. Like, because I don't, I don't want gore and, like, torture shit right. just for the sake of gore and torture shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because that's, to me, it's just not fun. You know? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't know. Maybe it was, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was how I grew up. Like, you know, my, I had a lot of family members, like, in uh, ambulance and, like, EMT and, like, you know, shit like that. And, yeah. like, you yeah. know, they're seeing that shit, like, for, and I'm, like, so, like, it's not fun unless, like, you, you make it. That's Fun. that's a that's a good point, you know. Like I think I think you know, and I've definitely gone down that path of like like uber grotesque and like all right, let's see how far I can push myself here, you know. Like, um, but so so Tom Savini, right, legendary special effects makeup guy. Um, I think he was a war photographer during he Vietnam. He was one hundred percent a war photographer. Yeah. So he was commenting like you know because some talk show host was like, oh, is that why you're you're so effed up? Is that, is that why you can come up with so many cool things because you've seen it in real life and. And he commented that it's it's um, that he, he used the camera lens as a way to kind of keep things objective, you know. So, um, like sometimes I, I'll enjoy watching it, like a, just an uber gore movie, like knowing that it's okay. It, it's just a screen. This isn't happening in real right, life. Right. And you know, when I'm watching movies with my wife, and it kind of starts to get like a little intense or whatever, something like that. And um, and she does the same thing to me too. Like we'll 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 pull each other out. We kind of start to get like, oh my god, oh god! It's like, hey, just relax. It's it's a screen, Come right, on. right? You know, um, yeah. My wife won't even begin to watch the movies that I watch, <laughs> like, and like, you know, at this point, I, you know, when we were first like dating and married, I'd try to, you know, I'd just you know maybe expand your spooky horizon a little bit and watch yeah. it. And now I'm just like, now you're. Yeah. You, would not, <laughs> right. you would not enjoy this well, at that's, all. That's his thing, you know. So <laughs> yeah. you go do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, one particular scene that it, like you're talk, we're talking about gore, right? So I like I grew up on horror movies and just love them, but um, for whatever reason, and and maybe it's because like as you age, you know, ages and stages, your perspective changes. 
Um, I don't know if I got the same tolerance at 37, 38 that I did at 2021. Uh, and I say that because, um, have you seen Gerald's game? I have, yeah, absolutely. That the scene. <laughs> the gloving scene. scene. Yeah, like. Eddie, like, I almost passed out. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, you know, that was one, like, <laughs> Katie watched it with me, you know, yeah. and it was a good, and, like, she full on just, like, averted her eyes, like, yeah. covered up like it was an explosion. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah, it was rough as that rough one as shit. Hit hard. Like, I cannot remember in recent memory anything that just hit as hard as that scene. And it looked so fucking real. Anatomically yeah. correct. Yeah, it looked it like fascia tendons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, my God, man. And also, it was not fun. But it was, you know, that movie, like, it didn't rely on gore or, like, whatever. And that right. movie's not supposed to be fun. Yeah. But I think that having that one scene of, you know, that... Because as soon as you said... Have you seen Gerald's game? You knew I was going there. 100% without question (laughs) where you were going. And like to have that level of like a scene that's that in that serious of a movie. Right. Is effective as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. To intentionally take the fun out of it, but not fucking beat you over the head with it the whole movie. (laughs) The whole movie. Right. Right. And it's kind of goes back. We were talking earlier, like just the art of storytelling, you know, is like is so like you mentioned the show, The Bear. Yes. Um best tv show i've seen in in recent memory for sure not then, horror but you know like but yeah it doesn't even need to be hard but like uh, uh we were talking about it at work earlier um like phone booth it's a guy in a oh, phone yeah. booth so like you think you look at the trailer like how can this be any good but like you're into it for like 90 minutes you know um it's just but just like good storytelling and like shock versus suspense and if you have good storytelling and decent suspense it can just keep someone engaged you don't need all the flash. You can right. let your imagination do the rest of it, you know? And I listen to, like, all year, not just, like, in spooky season. Like, spooky season is all year for me. Like, yeah, same, I listen same. to every day, pretty much, I listen to um, storytelling podcasts. Like, there's this uh, one, Otis Jiry is his name. He's, like, a Canadian dude, like an old-timey uh, storyteller, you know what I mean? And he's got, like, that great storyteller voice. And he doesn't write the <laughs> stories, but he tells the stories, and... They're spooky tales, and to me, like, that's, I don't need necessarily even visuals with it, you know what I mean? Like, if you're telling me a story, like, I like that old campfire, you know, sitting around the campfire telling a spooky story, and it's not anything visual, it's it's the storytelling. Right, right. And that's what we were saying, you know, like, in, like, Evil Dead Rise, we were talking about that, and, like, people were bagging on that movie like it's garbage, and I'm saying, like, I don't necessarily need in some movies to have like this brilliant story as long as it's fucking fun and like that movie was a roller coaster you yeah. know what i mean yeah and like it's like the difference between um <laughs> i don't know why i just thought in like disney terms but like it's like <laughs> it's like you know you've got your like it's a small world you know it's right, a slow right. slow ride and you need to take in the details and you're you're getting this whole thing in and like that's what that particular ride is you you need the story but then you got like space mountain and who gives a shit was that you're thrilled just entertained you know I mean? yeah, yeah. and that to me was what evil dead rises it yeah. was like space mountain it's I'm the like, space I don't give a shit what's the... going on this is fun as hell you <laughs> right. know I mean? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah, there's some like, and then 
you know, not even just in the horror genre, but there's movies out there that are just self-aware. Right. Like, listen, we don't care if this is good or not. We're here to entertain. That's yeah. it. You know, yeah. and that's, and that's, that's all awesome. I want. Yeah, like, exactly. And, you know, but anyway, so let's get into, like, speaking of, like, horror movies and references. And like I said, there's some, and I'm familiar with my design by Gozer. I've heard it 150, 200 times. <laughs> and there's definitely references that I just didn't even didn't even think of or didn't get Ooh, you know? cool so i want to kind of like go over those and and you wrote the lyrics of this yes yeah okay so um obviously first line drowning in sisters is one that completely went over my head it's drowning in sisters forming new blisters but so you say loosely suspiria very very loosely you know so there, there's there's kind of a um there's there's dual meaning to that like superficially it's a love letter to horror movies you know with all the references um, underneath, you know, thematically, um, it's about vices, you know. Um, so just exploring like like you know different vices that can that can lead to people's downfall and everything. Um, so yeah, so loosely Suspiria. Um, I took a deep dive down like you know the Italian horror route, and, you know Argento and Lucio Fulci and everything. Um, and the, the whole story of the three mothers. Um, yeah, it's I I, I just really liked that. Um, what did you think of the remake of Suspiria, by the way? You know, I haven't seen the remake. Oh, and, and I'm not, uh, like, I don't know. I don't, and, like, I like remakes sometimes, but, like, Suspiria, I vaguely remember. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd watch a remake and wouldn't remember any of it. or It's, wor- it it's worth a look, man. It's yeah. really good. Like, it's uh, that one, it's it's got great storytelling, good suspense. There's a couple gore scenes, but not too much. Like, it's freaking awesome. The acting is top-notch. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. There's one scene, like, if you're looking for one that just makes you uncomfortable for how long it goes on. Like, like just when you think, like, okay, God, it's over. <laughs> oh, God, there's, like, there's part two. Um, I'll, I'll leave it there, but okay. it's, it's definitely worth worth a watch. Even if you just pull up that scene, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's oct- it's October, to, you know, and as <laughs> we're recording this, it is October first, but it's the beginning of uh, I you know, I mean, I watch horror movies all the time, but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's when all the streaming services just like shove Halloween it. shit in your face. So it's, like, it's Shark Week for spooky season. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. like, I just can't help it. I sit down and I'm like, oh. Hey, <laughs> poltergeist, you know, like, you know. Uh, but anyway, so uh, moving on. And then we have obviously raised deadites from a book is evil dead. Evil and dead. we talked about, you know, evil dead rise. Um, you know, clearly that d- whole story had some, some tone shifts <laughs> from, from one to two to army of darkness to uh, the remake, the remake or like the, I don't even know if you'd call it a remake. It's almost like a reimagine the Reboot, 2016 one. Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. kind of elements. And I mean, some people would say that Evil Dead 2 is just a remake of Evil Dead 1 anyway. Right. But like, there's elements of both and like different lore is thrown into it. But that one was, I would say, almost no humor in it no, that at all. Straight, like, it yeah. was like done straight. So like, I like that for that aspect of it. Whereas, you know, obviously Evil Dead done for fun even the new one is fun but like i do like the idea of having that lore and that story and that everything but just yeah. suck all the humor out of it and just be like here now you're getting full full horror 
for you know <laughs> yeah. 98 minutes pedal to the metal like yeah. zero to zero zero to 100 here we go we're not stopping it doesn't it's, even uh, start at zero like i think yeah. the movie picks up and you're already <laughs> yeah. fucking pinned to the seat right, like, right. <laughs> that was a hook yeah yeah, yeah that's a great movie uh but anyway so speaking of hook that's the next line <laughs> hanging victims from a hook nice pivot there is, a good uh, pivot. yeah thanks i'm a professional uh <laughs> it is obviously a texas chainsaw massacre reference yeah, hell yeah and yeah. let's you know and Anybody who knows me, and I mean, obviously, as we're sitting here, you can't see it, but there's a spinning light that I got at Lowe's from Texas Chain- Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I, lo- I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, today, literally today, October 1st, uh, 2023, is the 49th anniversary of the release of the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. Happy anniversary, so, guys. All right. Happy anniversary, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I um, have been playing, I don't know if you're aware of the game. It looks so good. So I watch streamers of it. Like I haven't actually like you know like gutted up to get the game myself, but I'm just watching streams. It looks well, if awesome. you, I mean, if you can like, I know you're you've got you know familial stuff and like real world <laughs> shit to do, but if you can spare like ten minutes when we wrap up here, I would love to show you a show you a round of it, dude. Teach I've, me. I've yeah, been playing yeah. the hell out of it, and it is I'm like <laughs> all of the. Um, they only have the licensing for the 1974 movie. Okay, all and right. No chop top in it. No right. chop top. Okay. No right. like anything like that. But like, it might come later on down the line. But anyways, it's all like the settings of the original one, and like they, they have like the blueprints of the original house, and like it's right, right. unreal to be. You're like in the movie. You're fully in the movie. That's like, awesome. It feels dirty. You know, what I mean? you're like, wow, this right, is right. just like the movie. That is a gross film, by the way. Oh, quick, yeah. uh, quick, just a quick plug. Um, way back when, when I was in this other band, um, Hard Soul, uh, we had just shot a music video called Just Be Love. And just like, you know, in the spirit of like trying to promote it, um, I tagged Bill Mosley in it, who, no play, who plays Chop Top. Of course, yeah. And the quality guy, like he sent back a, like a thumbs up, like he saw it responded. So like that's like to this day, one of my like, wow. Yeah, Fucking Chop Top, like <laughs> he and his, it, and his Instagram you know? handle is Chop Top Mosley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have I don't know if you can see up there, but um, the original uh, Halloween, the 1978 Halloween, uh, it's, it's over to the right of the arrogant bastard poster. Um, it's that's from Tony Moran, who in the original yeah. 1978, when they unmask when she unmasks him, right, on the, and you see the young Michael Myers for like yep. one second, that's him. And I got his autograph and uh, and met him. And he's um, Joni from Happy Days. I don't know if you remember Happy Days. You're probably oh, yeah. a little young, Sunday, but you know. Monday, yeah, Happy yeah. Days. So the the one Joni was okay. was his sister. She she's dead now, but like so he's no Tony kidding. Moran. She was Aaron Moran. But yeah, I met him. Yeah, that's cool. sick, it man. Was, it was kind of cool. I got my picture with him and everything, and he signed. Uh, I got to get Michael more Myers. cards for that. Yeah, well, like, that was actually in Salem, Mass. Okay. Um, they do place, like the their their. We're going there on Friday the thirteenth this month. My wife and I are, are doing a, uh, a four day just a getaway. Yeah. Bringing the dog to the in laws. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> going to Halloween Town for a couple of days. So. That's awesome, man. But that's where that was, and like you go through the haunted house, which was a excellent haunted house by the way i was like <laughs> god damn this is like unreal but then at the end you get to meet the original michael myers so that nice was, little payoff that yeah. was, it was a nice little payoff 
So uh, anyway, moving on. So we have two Hellraiser references back to back with "What's Your Pleasure, What's Your Pain?" Because nice. where we're from, it's all the same. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously, uh, Hellraiser, uh, Pinhead. I don't have any Pinhead stuff, you know. And it's funny, like the the NECA figures. Right, the, right. The, I've been trying to find a Pinhead around. I never mm. can. Yeah. They're like eighty bucks on Amazon, and I don't know if I'm down with that. But <laughs> I used to have a Hellraiser poster in my wall when I was young. So anyway, and then uh, moving on, we got Masked Killers Thin the Herd, which is clearly just a, you have here, uh, Friday the 13th Halloween slasher. Like Straight up, yeah. Just a, a slasher reference with the Masked Killer, which, uh, here's a trivia for you. When did the uh, hockey mask make its first appearance in the Friday the 13th series? Not until part three. Ah, excellent. Okay. Yeah. Who who had the hockey mask and got killed subsequently? I think his name was Shelly. He was the prankster. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shelly had the uh, <laughs> had the hockey mask. And, <laughs> and uh, then when he actually died, they thought it was a joke. Because, but anyway, I'm so I'm so fucking stoked that you knew yeah, that. Man, yeah, <laughs> we're in good company here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then you got ripped apart by flocks of birds. Clearly a, a Hitchcock reference to the birds. The birds. Yeah. Uh, Tapish drinking blood like wine. Original uh, Bram Stoker Dracula reference. Yeah. Which rhymes with hotels that can see you shine. Take uh, a guess on that one. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, a tough that's, one. That's a tough one. Uh, obviously, The Shining. So did you see or read uh, Dr. Sleep? I didn't read it. I saw it. Um, yeah. you. The, I mean, the book's different. It has a uh, different aspect because, like, the... And I thought Mike Flanagan, who did Doctor, you know, directed Doctor Sleep. He's done. He was the one who did uh, Gerald's Game as well. Okay. Um, I thought he did a good job because he kind of had to blend the line between the movie The Shining, you know, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, and then the book The Shining, because Doctor Sleep, the book, is clearly a sequel to the book. Right. Right. And there's so many differences between the book and the movie. So, like, it was kind of hard, you know, so he, like, kind of picked and chose a little bit and took pieces of this, pieces of that. And I thought he did a good job, but I, I thought his ending was garbage, but that's just my <laughs> um, so, And then you have uh, Trapped in Argento's Church, which is a, you know, Dario Argento uh, reference. Yep, yeah, the church, yeah. The church. Uh, and Ed, Ed Pretorius does research. <laughs> and that was the one where I was like, where do I know that name from? And that's I and it's funny because I know the if you would have shown me a picture of reanimator, um, right, right. I, I would have been able or not reanimator um, from beyond. Yeah. Like I would have known like what, you know, I would. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like I had to I had to look it up. So I'll, I'll admit on that one. <laughs> and that one's like H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yeah, yeah. Shit, like yeah, from beyond. If you haven't seen from beyond, it's fucked up. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's yeah, like, it's yeah, it's fucked up. It's really cool. cool, but it's really fucked up. Uh, what was the other uh, in the mouth of madness? Oh, the Carpenter one with uh, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Yeah, that was yeah. all Lovecraft. That was good too. Yep. Uh, and then the other Sam Neill one. If you guys haven't seen uh, Event Horizon. I appreciated that more as I got older. Yeah. Like when I first saw it, I'm like, eh, whatever. But it just, I don't know. It's, it, it's it, great. It's just like a fine wine, yeah. in my opinion. You yeah. Know? It's a great horror movie in space. Uh, so then Scared by What Isn't Seen is a Jaws reference. And Forever Chased Within a Dream 
is clearly a Freddy Krueger or Nightmare on Elm Street reference. So you, you counted 11 horror movie references, was it? Uh, yeah, 11, like intentionally, you know, like, yeah, 11. So uh, let's listen to that and then we'll, we'll come back and I guess... We'll, I guess we'll wrap it up and uh, move on to uh, to part two. But uh, so keep an eye or keep an ear out for all the uh, horror movie references in my design from Gozer.
So that was my design uh, by Gozer, and I'm sitting here with Nick Kosser of Gozer. Uh, and you were in, well, actually, a couple members of Gozer were in our video at, uh, at the Hive. So uh, you should go check that out. That's the So Long the Hopeful video. You can find it on YouTube. Maybe I'll, I'll put a link to it just because I want to... Uh, I want to plug my shit. Definitely put a link to it. That <laughs> was a really good time. That was a fun video. And that was, we had how many different, I can't even remember. I think it was like nine different, you're doing the count, nice, different five and eight bands that were represented in the video. And there were some that were there, but weren't like Deb Cavanaugh came and brought us cookies. So I'm at seven now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So involves, right? Yeah. Credit so two. that's involved. Uh, yeah, Deb Cavanaugh, yeah. Member of the Den, Seas Atlantis, mm -hmm. Sugar Holds, mm -hmm. uh, Shortwave, mm -hmm. Us. Mm -hmm. Who else? Uh, Headless Relatives. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that's eight, there, was, there was a shitload of us. <laughs> like, yeah. That was fun. Such it was a, the such whole a day cool thing. idea. That was yeah. such a cool idea to do that. Yeah. We, uh, we got to hang out all day with a bunch of five and eight bands. And, and I think that's, you know, and I think you would agree that one of the reasons that we do this is the friendships that we're making and the relationships we're building. So, so shit like that is fun. Straight anyway, up. I don't know how I got on our video. <laughs> but uh, so why don't you let everybody know uh, where they can find Gozer, like on the socials or if you got some, some shit coming up or what's going on with the band. You know. Yeah, you can find us all on, on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, TikTok, uh, at Gozer underscore music. Um, at the time, we got about nine new originals that we just got a book for recording. Um, they're going to be coming out. We're going to try and release you know singles for that. Um, we got a show coming up on the 7th at the Fuse Box with Out of My Head and Flat Wounds and Cave Hole. Um, we're also playing the 29th at the Andromeda Tattoo Shop. That's going to be a whole day like event. It's their second annual um, Halloween party. Looking forward to that. And then on Halloween, on Tuesday, we're playing Empire Underground with My Prophecy and Death, Car Death Cult Pharmaceutical. And actually, that'll be, you said Tuesday the 31st? Tuesday the 31st. That's the day that this comes out. So if you're listening to it, the day this comes out, which you fucking should be, <laughs> go, go to uh, Empire Live tonight. All right, so uh, Nick, thank you so much uh, Thanks, for coming man. out and just uh, you know coming and doing this Halloween episode that I had no idea what we were even going to talk about, but you know we we had a beer and fumbled through it. So <laughs> uh, anyway, that is uh, uh, Nick Kosser and I. I am Andy Scullin, and we are not done yet because I am actually going to uh, do a little bit of a time warp and head north up to uh, Palangi Studios. I'm going to talk with Frank Palangi. He's a local musician, a filmmaker, and all-around cool dude. He's been on the pod before. So uh, give me just a second to zap on up there, and I'll be right back with Frank Palangi. And All right, so now we're back. Um, I am up in Palangi Studios with Frank Palangi. Frank, how's it going? How's it going? It's going well. And, you know, it's always like one of those things when you see a place so many times um, digitally or like on your phone or on your computer. Yeah. And then when you come for the first time, like I'm like getting like that right now because I'm like, <laughs> I've seen all this before. So yeah. We're, we're yep. in your studio, which is uh, Deja Vu. Is a, a crazy cool studio. Man. Thanks. <laughs> like, thanks. Like, um, but we, we, 
I mean, we will talk about music at some point, but those who listen to the show know that you were on an episode of Unsigned 518. Um, and actually, this is the first time we've met in person, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did an interview on Instagram yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. so it was, and the, when you were on Unsigned, that was remotely. And so this is actually the first time we've ever met in person. Yeah. So yep. I'm, I'm here in the studio with you, and it's kind of cool. But uh, so we talked about, you know, your music last time. And I want to shift focus a little bit because this is the Halloween special yeah yep. i like spooky shit I i've got the michael myers well. shirt on now yep you're wearing your michael <laughs> myers shirt now you just showed me uh your collection of uh jason Voorhees masks from yep. different movies yeah and uh i i love nerding out on stuff like that and like uh so we want to talk about not just horror movies you know we'll talk about whatever but um you are not only a musician but a filmmaker yeah yep and you've made how many films at this point uh Officially or unofficially? Uh, just a ballpark <laughs> of, of both. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I'd say since I was nine years old, I probably made a thousand short films wow. or something. But right. officially, I have two films out there on, on real streaming platforms and stuff. So, And those are movies that you... Like, do you write, direct? Like, how, how Everything. much of it... Music, do? lighting. It's all up to me, pretty much. Do you, you make in them? Yeah, I act in them, <laughs> yeah. too. It's, you have to do whatever you can. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're like... Well, I wanted to do this, and maybe should should I get someone else to do that? But you know, between people's schedules, and and sometimes just where are you going to film it, and can they act like that? Right. And right. so sometimes I just, I mean, I love to act, so I was like, I'll you know, I'll be in it in some way. But it's it's uh, it comes out better if I'm not in it as much because I can focus on the filming of it and the lighting and. Right. There's a lot that goes on. It's uh, all up to me. And I do. uh, And I mean, I'm definitely not a filmmaker, so don't take that. But like my day job, I um, I'm a social media manager. So I have to put together, you know, I mean, they're technically film. You know, they're just little snippets of product. Yes. And even just doing something like that, like doing it by myself, I'm like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. Like I like the lighting and the positioning and this and that. Like, so everything's got a full scripted film. Like how long from the time you like start a movie until the time you consider it done? Like what's what would be like an average timeline? Probably six months, eight months, maybe. This one was a little quicker. I think. uh uh, my the new movie's called Killer Tales. Um, all the stuff's streaming on like Tubi, and they're starting to add it to different platforms. It'll be on Amazon eventually too, and a couple other ones. Um, but it's it, I I don't write a script actually. I write an outline. Okay. Because I like to be a little free flowing, and I like to input um, the actors and stuff in it too. So it's not like where somebody's like, oh, I have to say this line this way. It's like, well, no, we can think of something else. Or how would you say it as that character? Right. So I think when you, I mean, the low budget, they're no budget movies. You know, I don't really have a budget, but it's, it's the freedom of expressing that. And I, it feels a little less, you know, scripted and a little less. Cause a lot of the, what's called the B horror movies out there there, you could tell scripted, the people don't know how to act. And right. so and I try to do it naturally. So rigid that like, yeah, you're like, Oh, this is, you know, it's, it's still corny and kind of hooky and all that kind of stuff, sure. which is what you love. My about. favorite aspect. Yeah. Indie like, movies. You know, you know yeah. even like you go back to evil dead and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty, 
corny as well, but there's some scary moments. Yeah, and that's why I don't know what you thought of uh, Evil Dead Rise. I, I haven't seen it yet. I've oh, seen okay. all the other ones, though. They they took a lot of the, the humor and the corniness out. Yeah. And just went for, like, pure terror, which works on some level. You know, there's yeah, some very scary part, movie. but, like, that was my only real uh, complaint, if you could even call it that, because I thought it was a good movie, but my, my standards aren't aren't <laughs> incredibly high. But yeah. the, it just wasn't funny enough. I'm yeah. Like, I wanted some more funny shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to throw that. a little bit of that, too, in there. I always like to kind of throw, even if it's like a, I don't know, underlying kind sure. of thing. Yeah. You never know what people find funny either, you know? I, I'm always a fan of, like, Jim Carrey and that kind of stuff, so physical comedy is funny. I'm not as good as like, oh, here's a joke and right. you know, here it is. The but. timing and the witticism. And yeah, all and it's, it's kind of, mm. and it's hard. It'd be, I mean, I've never done it, but I would assume it'd be hard to write comedy, you know, because comedy is such a spontaneous thing. Yeah, happens. I can't write it because I don't, I don't know right. if it's funny or not. Right. I have to be like, well, here's the scene we're going to act out, film it, and see where it goes, and then this happens, and this happens. And then, do you do like when you're filming scenes like that, like? Do you do like multiple takes and then yeah. kind of decide what you're going to use as the actual take later? Do you just sometimes, unless there's something like so different? Um, a lot of times it'll be based off the outline or just the idea I have. I'll say, you know, let's let's do this, let's try this, let's try to get it in a couple different ways. Right. Not right. like let's try six ideas and throw them all together because when you're editing, that can run into a lot of trouble. Because you're like, well, this take, the guy did this, and he jumped off the, and then the other one, we decided not to do that. And that's, a, like, continuity. That, uh, like, just that one aspect of filmmaking, and if people don't realize what, you know, continuity is, is that usually on a film set, there's one person who's, who's in charge of that. Your job yep. is to make sure that if you're wearing a bracelet on your left hand, you know, left yep. wrist in one they scene, don't switch it better it or, be on the left wrist in the next Or if it gets or, loose and drops right. a little bit, you don't right. think about that kind of yeah, stuff. And, and, you know, shit so. like um, I notice a lot where it'll be like a restaurant scene and someone will be drinking a beer or something and it'll yeah, be oh, like yeah. two sips taken out and then it's almost gone and then the next <laughs> shot it's full again it's you bad. know what I mean yeah <laughs> so that uh, i mean and that's all you like you have to make sure it's it's a lot i mean i or... i miss things i mean if you watch both movies there there's stuff in there that i missed and but my first movie you know was all experience i mean cuz we had the house fire here and when we were when I was just in the apartment, I really didn't have anything. I was just like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I've always loved movies, but I go, I'm not really, a, I want to be that published author kind of thing eventually. Right. So I was like, let's let's do it for real. I made a contact with a company and they said, you make a movie and we'll put it out. So I was like, okay. So I basically got all my friends together that I've acted with for a while and some new people and, and just did it. And um, kind of the same thing for the second one, but I knew... That now I can make a movie and it'll definitely go out there for right. anybody to see. So it's it's interesting to say because you think like you go to the movies and watch whatever Batman and all that, and then it goes to a streaming platform. You're like, well, how could my movie ever go to a platform? You know, right. and well, it's can, who can discover that? Right. You know, Tubi's free, so it's I think a lot of people diehards like us do a lot of browsing. So I, oh, I watch a lot of shit on Tubi because yeah. not for the free aspect because there's a lot of stuff that like you can't find on anything mm -hmm. paid or not. You can call it like, straight to video if yeah, you want to. Yeah, yeah. But it's just total fine. schlocky it's fine cheese. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's my that's 
I love I love that. Like, and sometimes I can't find that. Yeah, you know, like trauma films, like and stuff like that. You're not going to yeah. find that on Netflix. You no, know? but on no Tubi, way. you're like, oh, check it out. They've yep. got yep. You know, knockoff stuff high too. and shit. You know, like, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and those are those are super fun. You know. So, um, I'm assuming, but I guess I don't really know. Like, you film them all right around here. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the second movie went to a couple locations. The Strand Theater, Hudson Falls, we filmed. Okay. That was kind of cool. Uh, mostly all of either apartments or houses or outside. Like, this house is cut up in certain ways. If you watch the first movie, I've used this house, I think it's four <laughs> different locations. And it works. Right. Because it's just it's cut up weird. and So that's movie magic of saying... The front door leads here, and then but really it leads to a different house, you know, that sort of thing. So it's the, uh, I was going to say, the the new movie, you know, Jason Irwin? Sure. He's yeah, a yeah. musician radio yeah, guy, yeah. too. He We went up to uh, his place, and we shot some scenes in the field and stuff up there. We nice. did, like, a military scene with, like, a truck, and that was kind of cool. Um, so you film them around here, and like you said, you have two now and they're lost chronicles and yeah killer tales out lost there chronicles. killer tales a new one that just came out uh, about a month ago it's supposed to be coming both of them are supposed to be coming to amazon soon they, they don't give me a timeline or they're just like it's out now so, is that like you know because like distributing music going through like distro kid to like get it on like you know yeah spotify and apple music and definitely Deezer. different is it it's kind of like a record deal a little bit they yeah. you give them the movie they distribute it they handle it you give them the files they set up everything i don't know what goes on behind the scenes i know they uh i guess whether i wanted to or not they designed the posters oh, so the second one wow. i gave i at least gave them some ideas the first one like if you look at the poster, I don't know they. The first one really doesn't have anything to do with the movie. The poster, it's cool. I, I do like it, that kind of stuff. But um, they have certain things because they're like, this is what every all the posters are going for. We have a guy that does posters. Based off the certain deal, they they kind of have the rights to to do the poster right. stuff. So. Do they make a trailer for you and everything, too? Uh, no, I do that. Do? Yeah. I haven't oh. uploaded the trailer, so it came out uh, actually maybe too early or so, and I was just like, okay, and then um, I'll upload it at some point. That's good that you get to make the trailer, you know, because uh, a lot of, I mean, even major studios, like the filmmakers typically don't make the trailer. No. And, I mean, I kind of wish I didn't in a way, because I'm not like <laughs> the best at movie trailers, but I think the second one we see, it'll, it'll come out a lot better. Uh, trailer wise is a lot more of a flow right and we'll definitely um link to you know put a put a link on the show page on yeah town.com yeah, be, so that, be cool. that anybody listening can just click click and then go go yeah. watch your movies and i'll probably check it out you know i've, I've I, it's october watch yeah, one I, tech technically <laughs> they're sequels to each other Ooh, technically nice. in a way the third story relates to the first movie the other stories don't so they're all anthologies nice. first movie is seven stories which is all I would I could do because I go how do I f I can't actually film the whole movie at the time I go I can't ask the same actors so they're all seven seven completely separate stories yeah some of them are like eight minutes some of them are thirteen minutes that's cool. so that's in the time frame that I could film that stuff with those actors where this one I tried okay what if I did a movie and it was a triple feature 
you know, so I'm going down to a right. Maybe the next <laughs> one will be a length. double feature. Right. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Though. That's the cool yeah. way to do it. Yeah. You know? And do you use like the same group of actors for the anthology or is it like yes different no. actors? So yes, some... no. Yeah. The second one has a lot of new actors, actually. Cool. Uh, this, the third story that relates to the first movie has some of the actors from the original in it, too. Nice. Which I is, like that. I cool. always like that. Like, you know, anthology stuff when it'll be like, that's why, um, like American Horror Story. Yeah. How it's like a lot of the same actors playing different characters. Yeah. Like, I I don't know what it is about that, but I really like that to be yeah. like, oh, all right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get in. You know? It saves on quote unquote the budget for, <laughs> right. for, for stuff. Right. But like, it is, well. a, it is a, a super cool thing. Um, so yeah, well, like I said, links so uh, that everybody can watch your watch your stuff. They're they're less slasherish, you know. They're they're more. I don't know what you want to call them. Suspense, you know, they're PG thirteen ish and not like really rated right. R type. The new one had a couple bloody scenes. I think they rated it M for mature, so it was got a little higher rating. And I'm like one of those that like I don't mind blood and guts horror. Like yeah. I'm not like squeamish about it. Yeah, but I certainly don't need it like if it helps the story and it's good and and uh, you know heightens the uh stakes or the suspense yeah or the, you know what i mean then yep. i'm like all on board but i don't typically like movies that are like hey look how gross we can be yeah you know, i'm like no yeah. like, you're doing it backwards you like you got to have a good yeah. story and suspense and that's why like we were saying i don't know if we were recording when we were when i was talking about my love of Friday the 13th, the first one. We weren't, yeah. But the first Friday the 13th is my favorite out of the series. Yeah. And it's, okay. you know, two movies before you even get the hockey mask. Yeah. And yep. it's a lot because when I was younger, like I said, that's I had that VHS and watched it a lot. But I love the you don't see the killer. And it's all music that gives you that suspense. Yeah. Like without the music, it's just these boring I always says people shots. just walking yeah it's just people walking through the woods it's shots of like people in a someone in a cabin someone <laughs> like washing dishes it's like yeah. nothing yeah but when yeah. you add that music and like to me that makes a horror movie mm -hmm. and if at the end of it you get like a you know a gore scene I'm like okay fine yeah I think <clears throat> they considered Friday the 13th really gory because I know he <laughs> said you know I want it to be more gory than Halloween it's not it's suspense but yeah. not that way yeah, and I think like, the, there's I don't, like the couple good shots. You know, there's a couple throats cut. And yeah, like, well, Tom Savini is like one of my favorite makeup artists. Uh, yeah. So I'm just like, I was we were, when we were watching cool. it yesterday. Like my poor friends, they 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 were like, ah, oh, that's fine. But like, I was literally doing like a commentary on it, and like, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, do you want me to stop? I had to, and they were like, no, I had to it's stop myself too. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, now watch this. You know, when when the mother gets her heads cut off, look at those big hairy Italian hands that come up, <laughs> and then they're like, oh my god. And I'm like, those are Tom Savini. Yep. Hands, Look at the toothpicks know? that are in there. Yeah, <laughs> but if you have you ever noticed like his the knuckles and, and yeah, he's oh, yeah. still wearing the fucking ring. Yeah, like that that big yeah. ring, and yeah. it's like the mother's not wearing that ring in any. It's the dawn of the dead ring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tom Tom Savini's the man. Uh, but yeah, so that's like my, you know, and I I love all like the slasher aspect of the later ones. Yeah. But yeah. you know when, especially when they started adding humor, like we were saying. But well, I think about it. it; took three movies to yeah. get the franchise, and they would never do that nowadays. Right. They'd be like, "Well, this is over." Yeah, like the first movie was good, but you want to yeah. incorporate a totally different killer? No, I was saying right. Like, oh, and they're like, know? "Oh, you want to make it the 
kid who jumped out of the water 30 years after he yeah, drowned he wasn't even and he in was the movie. still a kid and now the next summer he's a grown adult wearing yep. a bag on his head you know it's regeneration like, or something I don't yeah know. <laughs> but you know <laughs> us as horror fans we're just like yeah it's fine yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever I'll, I'll buy it i don't Nothing care makes sense anyways <laughs> yeah, in there. doesn't make sense exactly um so not only uh movies you know we we definitely have have hit on the, the horror movies that you're making here in the 518 and i do plan on doing a third one at some point too nice. well hey you they, know, if, they you, asked, if you need a, so. a chubby old guy for a role <laughs> yeah, I, kill, I, I, I kill off all my friends in the movies sweet i would love everyone i know dies <laughs> I, would, I would love that but i do i honestly I do love movies where everybody dies and i don't know why yeah. like maybe it's just the the original night of living dead you know where everyone doesn't survive right and, and i think watch it that, and you're like i hope they live this time but you know they're not gonna right it's but that's like that campfire aspect of like horror stories yeah like there are no campfire tales with any sort of happy ending or no. that everybody lives. Yeah. It's always it's like... It's true, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's a style of horror movie that I like, too, where yep. you're like, don't expect... Like, you're not going to, like, walk out of the theater, like, envisioning, oh, they're walking away happy. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that <laughs> nice scene at the end, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, what movie was that? Oh. Yeah, I like that, too, when it's just like, oh, well, done everybody's done yep yep that's gone of, that's the end of that that's the end of that story <laughs> uh, but so on top of you know movies you obviously make music and people can go back and listen to the uh the episode where we talk all about your music but yeah. i did want to touch on uh something and then maybe play something you were saying that you have three uh very well-known uh, movie themes that you've reimagined yeah redone in a way yeah kind of with my stamp a little bit uh, it was a halloween theme john carpenter his escape from new york which i love that movie right. and the ter first terminator theme first terminator theme i actually sent to brad fidel who did the actual thing and oh, he wow. listened to it and gave me some feedback and i was like uh this is like the ultimate thing i've ever got the only thing i can remember from like the terminator theme is those drums the yeah, the first one it's different. It's 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 not uh, dramatic. It's it's almost right. like a beat, and then there's other things that come in it. I tried to redo some of those weird ass sounds and stuff that come in with it, and uh, he liked it. He said it's you know it was clear and all. He said his had a little more heart and that kind of stuff. Like well you know you use the real equipment. You know <laughs> right. this I did the digital version. You know, but. Similar, I had. There's some things in like the video game versions that I that I heard from like T2, and I think it was like uh, I don't dare to say it, but the the Terminator Three games and stuff. They they incorporated a little bit different aspect of some things right. musically. So I I threw something maybe in there, but Halloween, um, the first half I did it in a certain way, and then when it repeats, it's almost like kind of like a different, at, not version of it, but a different sound of it. Because I love Halloween 1, but if you listen to Halloween 2, that score is entirely different, even though it's on top of the original. It's the same score, but they just threw some stuff on top of it. So I kind of did that. So I was like, I'll do this, and the second half I'll do that. That's clever. But I added um, like old record player dirt and stuff that starts it, and some weird sounds. There's a little bit of Rob Zombie's Halloween music, too, in there. Tyler Bates, I think it was. Yes, it was Tyler so, yeah, cool. yeah, I love all that. And then I'm, I started to kind of redo them a little bit and releasing 
uh, like the score tracks from the movie and stuff under Palangi Studios. Not, I realize I go if I release all this under me, they're it's gonna uh, mess up my rock music basically. All right. So I was like, what can I do? Okay, I'll just do Palangi Studios songs and just kind of. You kind of do whatever you want. Like I could do a reggae song, and, and right. it doesn't and matter. Because they'd be like, "Why the heck is Frank, you know, doing a reggae song? He's a rock guy." You know what I mean? If yeah. it was your own music, yeah, so that makes like, sense. Yeah. It does. It would, it'll mess up the branding. Yeah. yeah. Something. Unfortunately, that's that's the hard part. I think in the music industry, it's like you want to do something different under the same name. Right. It's tough. They don't accept it. Sometimes fans don't. They don't really get it either. So yeah, the fam- the famous case uh, is that that Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy album. Yeah, it's everybody a lot of waited for it forever. And like, and it was a it was a decent album. Like, it really was a decent, but it wasn't a Guns N' Roses album <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and it was like well, Slash didn't even play on no, that. Yeah. No, and if, if Axl Rose had been like, hey, this is Axl Rose. An Axl Rose album. Yeah. It would have gotten it, a lot more love because mm-hmm. people would have been like, cool, you're doing something. But like. They knew know, it would sell because of the they knew Guns it would sell Roses. Yeah. Of, it's, it's shitty. And it and it backfired on them because yep. people were like, this is not a Guns N' Roses album. What are yeah. you doing? I can just get a different band. Yeah. Well, no worries. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Uh, but anyway, um, so let's hear. Uh, I want to hear your interpretation of the Halloween theme because that's right. you know my my second favorite horror movie of all time is yeah. the original 1978 and and uh, you know what we'll, we can talk why don't we talk like 2018 and on Halloween movies after we hear okay your interpretation of the OG uh, John Carpenter's Halloween theme and then we'll be uh, right back on the unsigned 518 Halloween special with Frank Palangi.
All right, so that was uh, the Halloween theme, Frank. Oh, well, actually, Palangi Studios. You don't want to say Frank. Lange, yeah, it depends on what one you do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll give you the new one. All yeah, right, oh yeah, cool, the new one. Cool. Um, so we were talking before we got rolling about you know the original 1978 Halloween and then the 2018 Halloween, and I was saying I just watched it last night. I I enjoyed it. I think it's fantastic. It's it's good. I think it's uh, the I don't know the most relatable to the. F- first movie with like the feeling but it, when you watch it it feels like halloween the season too which yeah. i like i watch it and i'm like this is what halloween is the season in a way too there's oh we could go into the sequels and stuff but oh you know i, lo- I love the original sequels too but the 18 just it there's some things it left out, but it, it, it got it, I think, as far I, I as a movie agree. made 40 years later to do a sequel. And it was cool, too, because, like, you know, my buddies that I was watching with, one of them was like, you know, he was like, I, you know, I've seen some of the sequels. He's like, I don't know which ones. I don't remember. That. And I'm like, yeah. do you remember the first one? Uh, yeah, of course. I'm like, this is a direct sequel to that. Nothing else matters. Yeah. And, like, that's a fun way. And other franchises have done that as well. Uh Texas Chainsaw, yeah, re- reboots that, and that I, I I don't feel as positive about the Texas Chainsaw one. No, the, the new one that came out like last year. There's yeah. no plot at all. <laughs> it was. It's, I mean, it was. Fun. Let's just throw Leatherface in a yeah. movie. Yeah, you know? let's. It know. was literally, and not only let's throw not really like in a, a Leatherface either, but let's bring Alice uh, Hardesty or not is it Alice Hardesty? What's her name? the original yeah sally yeah no, sally sally hardesty let's bring her back the original actress in a you know a, a micro part and that's the other thing that everybody's doing now too like yeah i felt actresses. like that was the jamie lee curtis thing they yeah did, but they did it horrible they did very terrible in the in the she's in three one. scenes yeah it doesn't really matter yeah doesn't she's like, do you remember all. me? And he's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the 20 minutes that she's I saw like, you f- 45 years ago? <laughs> you don't remember me? What you did to my friends? Yeah. No. No. Nope. Uh, and then Exorcist, which I don't even know if I'm going to watch. The new, like, I'm like. I honestly, I don't really care for the original ones. I actually like part three for some reason. Three. It's just I so love, weird and dark. The, that's the actual sequel. Because like the yes. books, you know, it's William yes. Peter Blatty wrote the book. So it takes right off from it. it. And then Legion was William Peter Blatty's direct sequel to The Exorcist. So yep. The Exorcist 2 had been made by the same studio, which had nothing to do with anything. No. So they had to call it Exorcist 3, again, to fucking sell tickets. Mm-hmm. But they should have just called it Legion. Yeah. It been like the actual sequel to... Well, yeah. they used a lot of numbers back then. Yeah, you know, yeah, but so, that was a great, you know, George C. Scott, like, you know, yeah, the actor, and I was like, geez, he made so it. So I was good. like, he too, too bad he was a little younger. He would have been a really good Doctor Loomis. Ooh. Like, he would have been the. I mean, there's there's mystery around um, Donald Pleasance, Donald Pleasance yeah. and stuff, I and mean, he nailed it. But this guy it would just be dark, dark. Like, he'd be like, like emote, you know, he like. Yeah, he'd be like, I want to actually, like, kill somebody right. sort of thing. Where, Yeah, so speaking of doctors that are like Loomis that, that kill people. Oh, and, you know, I guess we should say, I'm spoiler alert for any of the Halloween movies if we haven't said it already. But uh, Dr. Sartain. Yeah, Dr. Sartain, who, like, they put in the Loomis role and then crank him up to 11. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I, 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 did, I didn't mind it, but I was like, they killed him off. And then 
the other movies just felt like like it kind of felt like you got that back a little bit you yeah. know from the first movie I, I hate to say it but his character is what makes the Halloween friend not Jamie Lee Curtis no it's definitely Loomis and like I agree that I think that, and even if they would have kept him around as like a second antagonist something you know yeah what yeah I mean? like yeah he's always screwing movie, stuff up you know, yeah <laughs> totally always <laughs> screwing stuff up just like uh, a chaotic I sent another patient towards you yeah, here we yeah. go yeah here we go. Uh, but yeah, I like that. The sequels, I guess we don't even really need, you know, because they were. Yeah, not, the, I not mean, the Halloween movies. Kills was more like a Jason movie. Yeah. And they made him supernatural and they're like, Michael Myers is just a man. And then the third movie, they go back, he's just a man, folks. And yeah. I'm like, didn't he, didn't he get, just shot get shot 48 times and killed, in the beat up? Yeah. And, yeah. What I thought was, uh, I don't know if it's kind of a rumor, but if you watch the movies, there's other patients that escape too. So I thought. Maybe if if there was there was be well they did in the third movie kind of like a, an imposter Michael Myers, right. but it would have been a, a mental patient. But there's some theories out there too that the it wasn't always Michael Myers, I guess, in the remakes, or it wasn't him at all. Wow. Yeah, and I'm okay with like the he gets killed in the first. Aspect. Let's say he gets killed in 2018, but the sequels is actually there's you know somebody different or there's there's a lot of rumors and, and speculation. But I could see where you know what happened because I was like, what happened to those other mental patients? Like the one flew out the window in the second one. Yeah, but the bus crashed. I mean, there's the bus crashed. I think the third one was uh, the guy that was actually taking care of him near the uh, the tunnel there. The homeless oh, guy. I think right, he right. was the other escape mental guy. Just, just, just from I could tell, like, see, that's where all the plot holes are that don't really. It's it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I had almost kind of forgotten how they leaned so far into the the, the leading up to the movie. It was always he's just a man. He's just a man. He's just. And then the second movie, they threw that out the window. It's like if you hadn't said anything, I would have accepted it more. But yeah, because like, we all know that side of him. The sequels made him supernatural. Yeah. I don't care about that. But the third movie is only in four scenes. It's yeah. not even in the movie. Yeah, it's Corey Cunningham. Yeah, not uh, even. And I didn't even necessarily hate that, um, having like you know a different, different killer. Like, but I don't. They could have said executed. We're going to keep Halloween well. three in mind because it's the same credits, same font, the same font. Even the release date came out you know a year later, yeah. like the original one did. And I'm and like, they have the you know, three masks um, from they do. season of the witch in Halloween Kills. Yep. Yeah, yep. And it's kind of like. They say, oh, it's not a sequel to anything, but I'm like, why is there stuff from like after uh, part six and right, four right. and like, three? And I was like, and Jamie Lee Curtis even acts like maybe like H2O kind of happened in that kind of. And also, um, if part two never happened, uh, why is the nurse? There? They use footage uh, from part two. Yeah. And it's like, that's that, that's from part two. Well, like nurse anything was in, in the hospital. Yeah, she was in part one in the beginning, but it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, but she didn't have a, she didn't do anything. I still think they just, why I don't know why, but they could just took it off. It yeah. would have made actually more sense that nobody knows where he is. Right. What happened to him? Right. He just burned and he comes back. Yeah. I would have liked that too. Yeah. I don't know. I but love the, those movies. You know. John Carpenter coming back for the music, doing it with his son and stuff yep. like that. The the soundtracks are really good. They are. For sure. All right. Well, um, 
I think uh, I think that's probably just about it. We're gonna gonna wrap it up. I'm I'm gonna play some uh, spooky tunes from okay. some five on eight artists um, coming up in a little bit. But I want to thank you, Frank, for having me up to uh, Palangi Studios and talking uh, spooky shit with me <laughs> on my, my it's dynamite. Yeah, on my uh, Halloween episode. That uh, I don't even know how this is gonna turn out because like like everything, I just don't plan it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna record a bunch of segments, splice them together, and it'll be awesome. But I think it'll I, I will throw in that that my new singles out, folks, called Dynamite. Yeah, and we will. Uh, if you go to the show notes, not only can you see both of Frank's movies, which are anthologies, but I'll put a link to the new single there okay. as well. So, so sounds you good. Can hear that? Yeah. So. Uh, Frank Palangi, we're in Palangi Studios. Uh, I am I am Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned Five One Eight, and uh, let's listen to some music. I'm gonna head back to the dazzle then. Stumbling in the full moonlight, hairy man in the middle of the fucking night, howling misty crows. Listen, hear his confused destiny.
<laughs> the Sugar Hold, featuring Rob Fleming and Bill Ringwood with Werewolf Baby kicking off our uh, our music section of the Unsigned 518 Halloween special. Thanks for sticking with me uh, thus far. Basically, I've just got some uh, 518 songs, bands that I like, bands that I'm aware of that have... Uh, what I would consider, you know, Halloween-themed songs that uh, that I'm going to play for you. You know, we've got, we just had a werewolf, we've got some monsters and skeletons and bad dreams and zombies coming up, so uh, all, all Halloween-themed stuff. And The Sugar Hole, if you don't know, um, you know, Mikey Bache, who's the, the, the front man, I guess you could say, of The Sugar Hole, he's also a, a big proponent of The Drive Hive, and if you're listening to this, then the Drive Hive Halloween special is already out, and you can catch that on YouTube. Uh, my band, Shortwave Radio Band, had the honor of being part of their Christmas special. We did a um, cover of Jingle Bell Rock, and then we recorded it and released it as a single. It was kind of fun. But uh, So check out the Drive Hive Halloween special um, on Drive Hive Live YouTube. So moving on is another uh, personal favorite of mine. Not only am I a fan of the band, I was a fan of the band before I met the members, um, and my band has played shows with them several times. We have, we have one coming up this winter. You know, details coming up on that. That's not important right now. Uh, but anyway, I've become friends with the guys in the band. It sees Atlantis, and you know, James is obviously, uh, you know, what I do is I try to elevate the local music scene bring everybody together kind of get everybody to help each other no matter what kind of music you're doing you know i want the rappers and the punkers to be working together and everybody helping out and nothing but positive vibes and if there's one person i can think of um in the music scene in the 518 that feels that same way i mean there's there's hundreds of us but like one right off the top is james mullen of seas atlantis very positive dude uh, very much tries to help people and elevate people, and I dig that. So uh, this song, I guess, technically is not a Halloween song, but as James told me, it's a, like a Jekyll and Hyde story of a, a personality trait. And the song title is Monster, so I guess that fits right in. So let's check out Seize Atlantis with Monster. <laughs>
this next song um, snuck in, like, you know, I, I put out a, a call a couple weeks ago that was just like, hey, you know, what are some 518 songs that are kind of Halloween themed that I can put on the show? And, and, you know, I got a few suggestions. That's where a, a lot of these songs came from. Uh, but one, when I say snuck in under the wire, I'm sitting here in the Dazzle Den uh, putting together the Halloween show, like literally just putting the final touches on it, and that's doing this part, which is putting the music in. Um, I've already done all the interviews and whatnot, and as I'm sitting here, I get a uh, message from my buddy Irod, and he says, you know, hey, is it is it uh, too late? Because I'm, it's not even released yet, but I, I have a song called Super Sexy Skeleton, and I uh, wanted to know if I could fit it in. I was like, you know, dude, your timing is impeccable. So I'm Playing Super Sexy Skeleton uh, from Irod plus Ox, but I've literally never heard it. So when I when I play it now, you'll be the first to hear it. This will be the very first time I'm hearing it. I didn't preview it at all. I literally just got a, a message from him not 20-something minutes ago. So uh, let's, you and I, check out this uh, clearly halloween theme song, Super Sexy Skeleton uh, by Irod plus Ox.
that was Irod plus Ox, super sexy skeleton. You heard it here first. And this next band, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that the song I chose is based on it being a Halloween song, but I think just the band name alone lends itself to any Halloween episode and me being a, a punk rock guy. I dig all their tunes. So the band is The Hauntings, and the song is Bad Dreams. This next one uh, comes to me actually suggested through Instagram. I'm going to have to be real. I'm not I'm not familiar with the artists on the song, but I heard it. It's Halloween themed. They're from the 518. They're out there doing their thing. And, you know, I appreciate that. So uh, the artist is Kitty Sherbinsky featuring Young Alfredo and Big Lettuce. It's off their Haunted House EP. The song is called Zombies. I'ma be a zombie 
if I take another hit But shit, you know me, I'm never one to quit Know I got it lit, but now I gotta sit Yeah, now shorty, she be thinking that I'm sick Told her that I'm out here trying to get bit But she said that it wasn't in the script Said I guess that's one thing that we gotta flip So that was Kitty Sherbinsky featuring Young Alfredo and Big Lettuce with Zombies off the Haunted House EP. And I have one more uh, before we go, and it's actually another zombie-themed song. But I just want to thank you if you've listened thus far to my first ever Halloween special. It was a lot of fun to do, and you know I hope to do it every year, and hopefully it'll get uh, bigger and better and uh, more, more stuff. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Before we go, it's one more song. This is one of my favorites, Halloween or not, from one of my favorite local bands. This is Zombies Stole My 40. It's Girth Control. Happy Halloween, everybody, and I'll see you on the road. Zombies Stole My 40. Quicker than an errant drop of sweet malt liquor.
darkness flowed through me as that cold, dead hand gripped the bottle. The sky went black, and I realized my whole life is an empty 40. You poured me out so long ago. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.